Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. Today's July 18th. The Batlin Buckos had a great all-star break sandwich of events and putting a French fries on the sandwich Saturday night. Got a lot to get into today. Let's go Bucks. Well, Saturday night, had a little fun. Yeah, dude, that was great. Here we go, ready? Line drive, off the glove at third, and safe everywhere! <laughs> the big Nagowski's done it again! He is fired up! Three more hits for no-go! So that set up. Now it's Stallings. The fly ball to left near the line. By the wall, and oh, no way! Jacob Stallings just cleared the deck! Unbelievable! He's not a cheetah, he's a lion! <laughs> the Bucks walk it off in grand fashion! <laughs> he's not a cheetah. I love Greg Brown. He's a lion. Dude, I was watching the game on one monitor playing a video game on another monitor <laughs> and 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 I'm playing the dude I was online he's like what what's going on because I just started freaking out headset off took off into the other room Stalin just had a walk off grand slam are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> like I was just like oh we're down six nothing I'm gonna put the video game on let's go <laughs> yeah uh down six nothing going into the eighth inning Mm-hmm. And they score five in the eighth. Defoe the three run homer, and then the walk off grand slam to win at nine seven because they got a run back. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, nine seven yeah, win. Yeah, I was actually just watching a TV show. I told the wife, I said this game's probably over. So if you want to watch this show, we can. We did, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. She <laughs> said, what? Stallings just hit a walk-off. I'm pausing this and turning the game on and seeing what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Uh, and and he, and it goes to show, like, here we are, the positive guys saying, hey, watch this team. They're good. But, like, we're – I mean, like, it's fine. They go down 6 nothing, and you turn the game off. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I can't believe you turned the game off. No. Right. You're fine. Right. You're yeah. fine. And, you know, I had it on, and I was even listening. Like, I was watching and listening. But, you know, my attention was being a pirate on another game. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, and then and then Friday, a good win as well. Uh, yeah. You know, got a little chippy. I think it was mostly just a miscommunication. I know they like to blow these things out of proportion. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were both yelling. I think they just thought they were yelling at each other. A lot of roster moves happened. Um, I know that we've had our fair share of talk on Will Craig. Uh, the mm -hmm. Pirates allowed him to, I guess, allowed him. Um, it's like an official type thing. Not like, not that he was not allowed to do things, but you know what I mean? Like an official, yeah. hey, you can you can talk about offers. He signed with a Korean team. All right, all right. I think there's something about the South Korea, uh, you know, the KBO, that you're only allowed to have one foreign player on each team or something. <laughs> they lost their foreign player. Now it's Will Craig. Good luck to you, buddy. Hopefully he can find that yeah. swing, play there for a couple right. of years, and then make his way back like uh, what's-his-face up in Milwaukee did. Yeah. So anyway, uh, don't want to spend a lot of time on this. You guys know, especially at this time of the year, it's a, it's it's just a merry-go-round. Sam Howard going to the IL. Nick Mears was called up and sent back down since our last episode. Uh Cole Tucker and Rodolfo Castro option to AAA. Notable. I wonder what that's what's going to happen with Castro because he came from Double A. He's right. been optioned to AAA, which is interesting well, they, because Kevin Kramer was traded, and they don't have him there. So, yeah, he's not in the lineup today. 
but he is on the bench in Indy, according to the box score. That doesn't mean he's personally there. I have no idea right. if he's actually there. But anyway. Well, they had a spot they could use with Craig going to Korea. Right. Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of, yeah, for sure. Polanco, Evans, and Underwood activated. Um, Looks like I have everything on here twice. That's weird. And Stephen Brault is beginning his rehab assignment in Indy. Nice. So that's going to be something to follow because this is what we said is this is about the time that we said that he'd be starting his rehab middle of July. So I don't know how long he's going to have to go. It Does he need a full month? You know what I mean? Like a spring training? Right. Maybe yeah. not a full month. Maybe at least a couple weeks. At least a couple weeks. Yeah. I don't know how many starts he's going to need, but he may have to completely stretch out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where he's at. Right yeah, now. yeah. Like in his bullpen sessions. When yeah, I mean he's been throwing right. Bullpen, but yeah, I'd say he's gonna have to get at least four or five starts, at least. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that and see where, uh, see where Stephen Brault kind of comes into the picture, and if there's any, I mean that's gonna be a significant move. However, yeah. we still have, uh, I think Cahill's still on the shelf, and you know what I mean there's still we're we're still all over the place, so. It's hard to tell, but uh, so we're recording during the game today. The Pirates had a six run first inning with a crazy infield uh, dribbler. Yeah. That the pitcher or just Taiwan Walker just throws with his glove. Just feel the ball. Just pick it up. If you think it's foul. Yeah. And he just flung it. And then they just started arguing instead of paying attention to what was going on. We had bases loaded. Michael Perez just, Kept running. Everybody kept running. Michael Perez scored from first on a ground ball that didn't make it to the pitcher. <laughs> Except for the fact that <laughs> he ran fair, in. To be fair, to be fair, the ball was in foul territory and was creeping back towards the line. So you see that happen. The guys will just sweep the ball out. Like, ah, yeah, it wasn't even close. And the it, umpires into will. your glove. But, but. Well, I mean, there are a lot of guys do that, though. They they just shovel the ball away. They just knock it away. Okay. But I agree with you. Just pick the ball up. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm saying it, they, they do that a lot. Yeah, well, that doesn't make it right. <laughs> 100%. But that's what I'm saying. In, you know, in his defense, yeah. though, they, they do that around the league. Yeah. And the ball was in foul territory the entire time until, like, the last – Two little bounces. Yeah. It finally got to the chalk line. Yeah. I just think that learn something from this. If you're listening yep. and you're a ball player, don't throw don't sweep the ball to the fact to the place where you actually get rid of it. Put it right. in your glove. Yep. And if you do that and you see guys running, maybe pay ball. attention to that. Go get the ball. He almost flung it right into the pirates dugout, which would have saved him a run. So maybe yeah. fling it out of play. And and maybe only one run. No, one run should have scored on that, and that's it. Yeah. Pick up the ball, and if especially if it's that close, it was not clearly a foul ball by any means. As a matter of fact, it was a fair ball, so of course it wasn't clearly a foul ball. But even in your right. mind, if you think it's foul and you're convinced it's foul, I have to register that in my head. I always clarify that. He wouldn't have done it if he thought it was fair. He obviously, right. in his mind, was 100% sure it was a foul ball. But if it's that close, you got to pick the ball up. Just in yeah. case. Especially in that scenario where it's a non-challengeable play. Now, of course, if you're talking high school or college ball, it's always non-challengeable. But right, I don't know the challenge rules in college, but I would imagine they're pretty slim. Oh, good. I'm Sorry, I got the game on. One of the fans had one of the All-Star Game jerseys on. Which are hideously ugly. Just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> I don't care. I, I I did like the all blue though. It's fine to say that you like an all one color, but the jersey itself, it looked like they had a contest in an elementary school using Microsoft Paint, and they said who could make the best jersey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you got how much money you got? You could have come up with. Here's an idea. Don't do it at all. Yeah. Just let them wear their uniform. The Pirates got two guys in the game 
and nobody even knows. You'd have to look. You had to look at it and say, what What does that say? And nobody's yeah. looking at it long enough to be like, oh, I put forth all this effort and all I saw was a pirate's pee. How'd that guy get in there? Make a wish? You know what I mean? Like, that's the way that the league <laughs> looks at the pirates. That's the way they look at it. Uh, anyway, I thought they were hideous. I'd rather see them wearing their uniforms. But... <laughs> yeah. So, let's get into our... <laughs> little rant my bad uh oh by the way just because this is our first one after the all-star game the pirate or the 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 manager decided that they would build a lineup of the national league and put adam frazier ninth they went through nine hitters he was the only one to get a hit of course the guy who leads the major leagues in hits he should have been hitting lead off it's garbage i'm tired of the memes that everybody's treating the pirates like they're a triple a team there are two teams worse guys Okay? Literally not the worst. Okay. That's all. We're still bad. It's okay. We're going to talk about how bad later. (laughs) First off, let's talk about the draft. We we went over Henry Davis. The last episode was Henry Davis. This morning they announced he did sign. Mm -hmm. He signed for almost $2 million under what they call slot value. So let's talk a little bit about slot value because that feeds into the rest of the draft. His slot value, which is what they value being drafted 1-1, was $8.4 million and some change. They they as in Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball a lot. Not really a lot, but they value each. Right. Basically, the reason the value even exists is because the Pirates had 14 million three hundred ninety four thousand dollars to to spend on this draft and that is their pool money that means that's how much they have that doesn't mean that's how much they're going to spend or no 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 like that's already predetermined this is how much money you have to spend if you can't sign these kids for that amount of money then they walk but this is what you're working with you got 21 players in, in the pirates case 21 because they had one compensation round player and 20 rounds of a draft. And they were allotted 14 million and something. Right. Yeah. And then there is something where, um, you get, uh, there's money available. You get up to like 5% of your, of your slot money of your pool money. I mean, that's for over slot value in case Mm. you go over for a few guys and you get 5%, which means that's like $3 million for the pirates. Something like right. that. Um, if you go over that, so this is saying you can spend more than that. Like back when the Pirates got Josh Bell, they set a record for how much money they gave him in the second round. Yeah. And it'll never be matched because after that is when they put all this in where it was like, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? You're only allowed to spend this much money. Imagine we're all Pirates fans. We all know who the owner is. We all know who we blame everything mm-hmm. on. Right. Imagine the Pirates are the team that spent way too much money in a draft. Just understand that and think about it, that the Pirates in every facet of the game are not always cheap. They spend a lot of money on scouting, especially international, and they spend money in the draft. So it's not all, everybody says, oh, I can't believe they can't put together a high payroll team. Well, they're spending money in places, okay? And Huntington, right. who knows where he was spending money on military training and all that goofy stuff. Anyway, if you go over that 5% uh, on the overdraft or whatever, you you lose draft picks for the future. So there's penalties for... You can actually go and spend more money, but there's penalties for it. So yeah. a team like the Pirates cannot afford to go over that amount. They can't do it. So anyway, very important that Henry Davis signs for less. Now, he was projected to go fourth or fifth. The slot money was around $6 million for that. So if he would have went fourth or fifth, he would have signed at slot value $6 million. They were able to get him for $6.5 million drafting him 1-1 because his expectations were that already. And yeah. they probably had a conversation and said, listen, we think you're top on our board. Now, between you and me and those of you listening, meaning I haven't talked to anybody else, I wonder if 
maybe they were between Davis and Leiter. Maybe they narrowed it down to those two guys. Maybe even that Marcelo Mayer. And those yeah. guys said, you know, well, we'll sign it slot like we expect to go here. And Henry Davis sure. says, I mean, I'll sign for less if it means getting more studs. And they said, you're our guy. Now, that doesn't mean they took a lesser guy. That might mean that his his value increased knowing he's a team player. Just being that right. type of a guy means, hey, I like this guy. He's willing to do something for the team. That doesn't always mean financially, but just in sure. in baseball. So anyway, he's their guy. Number two overall, going into it, overnight, everybody's saying, who are the Pirates going to pick? They got the first pick of the day or first pick of yeah. round two. Oh, it's going to be Lonnie White, the outfielder, best athlete in the draft. Or it's going to be Bubba Chandler, who's committed to Clemson. So he's got to be picked high. And he slid down the list. Like these guys were, those guys were projected to be drafted in the first round. But if you're going to sign, if you're going to get Bubba Chandler, you got to be able to sign him because he's going to Clemson to be quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was going to play both sports in Clemson at Clemson. Right, and so he was regarded as the best two-way draft prospect. If he doesn't get drafted in the first round, he's not getting drafted because they assume he's not going to sign. Sure. So they're going to they're going to sign it. They didn't sign either one of the. They didn't draft either one of those guys. They drafted a high school pitcher who was the best high school pitcher in the draft. Uh, I think best left-handed pitcher in the draft, high school left-hander, something like that. Anthony Salamito out of New Jersey. And they drafted him instead. Then, in the com- uh, in the compensation B round, went ahead and drafted Lonnie White. And then, their first pick of round three, went ahead and drafted Bubba Chandler. And everybody's like, well, there's no way he signs. And he's like, yeah, dude, I'm signing. Now, he hasn't signed yet. Uh, rumor says Solomito's got a deal in place. Here's the idea. The fact that you saved $2 million on your top pick means you have $2 million to spread the love on the rest of the 20 players. Bubba Chandler has a really good chance of signing now because his slot value is $870,000. Guaranteed, he gets a million. Or a little more. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, even with that, the, the Bubba Chandler thing, I saw on Twitter, like, the day he got drafted, he posted on Twitter saying... Uh, you know, thanks to my family, make everybody who's made this possible and everything. But I just want to throw it out there that I am still 1000% committed to Clemson University to play quarterback and in, in, in baseball. And I was like, oh, great. Well, we wasted that there. But it's like you said, you got this extra two million dollars. Money talks. And yeah. now they I wouldn't have known. He, I, I believe he deleted that tweet and everything because now he's. He got picked by the Pirates, and it must have been a phone call that they had that said, hey, listen, I understand what's going on. Like, we plan, and it might have even been, it might have even been before the second round pick. Who knows? But they had a phone conversation with him that said, listen, we like you, we want to draft you, and I want you to ignore what that slot is because we're going to pay you as if we picked you here. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, so let's just break it down. We're going into basically now it's it's round four, five, six, seven, eight. It's just down the list. There's no more. We had the one compensation B round that we that we had, and then after that, right? So mm-hmm. fourth round, Owen Kellington, high school pitcher out of Vermont, struck out, what'd you say, 91? 91% of the batters who came to the plate. That's outrageous. <laughs> now we did say that he pitched in the state of Vermont not right. a lot of ball players coming out of Vermont not no. a lot of hitters but 91% is like better than video game numbers <laughs> right so I mean this guy he could have yeah yeah if he would have if he would have struck out 70% they'd have been like yeah but he's in Vermont 91% is mm-hmm. like mm, let's see what he's got <laughs> right so anyway Wow. Jackson Glenn, a third baseman. Okay, so these next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys are high are college seniors or juniors. 
specifically the college seniors, because the round six guy is a shortstop out of San Diego State, Mike Jarvis. His slot value is $315,000, but he's a college senior. He's got nothing else. I don't know if this is a typo, but it says he signed for $7,000, $307,000 less than his slot value. Now, I don't know what the deal is there. Maybe yeah. I, I don't know how that even happens. They saw something they liked. That has the, to be a typo. You would think, because that's a lot of money. Maybe it's like 70000 Even that would be a lot of money, but I feel like yeah. it's, it is histor- like, uh, historic. Um, not historic. Kind of historic. <laughs> not the word I was looking for. It sounds a lot, right? Uh, college seniors, uh, historically, that sounds better. Yeah. Um, sign for a lot under slot value because that's all they have left. Yeah, there's not much to negotiate there. No. Like, and what are you going go to go? And they're willing to go. They're willing to say, "Sure, I'll do it. I'll give it a shot for a year. If I feel like I'm doing good, I'll stick to it. If not, mm-hmm. I'll bail and get a job. I've already graduated, buddy. So anyway. Right. These guys are all, so fifth round, Jackson Glenn, um, senior. Mike Jarvis, sixth round, shortstop, senior. Uh, Seventh round, Wyatt Hendry, catcher, junior, San Diego State. He's already signed. Eighth round, Sean Sullivan, right-hander from Cal. Uh, He was a junior. He's he's already signed. Uh, Ninth round, this was another big savings. Henry Davis's roommate from college, uh, a senior out of Louisville. Already signed, and they have his slot value at one sixty two, but he signed for seventy two thousand, so about a hundred thousand dollars that you can allot elsewhere. Tenth mm-hmm. round, Justin Mize, uh, which uh, Sherrington just talked about today. He went to Eastern Michigan, but I guess like he's like a Butler guy, so he's like a local to Pittsburgh guy. Uh, mm-hmm. But he signed under slot value, about twenty thousand dollars under slot value, but signed right. And then yeah. in the 11th round, Jack Carey, uh, a junior out of Duke. So, like, just nailed it with the upperclassmen of the college bats and arms. So then, like, okay, so just to go through 12 through 20, in case you guys ever can. I mean, none of these guys have signed. Actually, go look it up. Go look up the, 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 the draft picks from then down. Not saying they're not significant. Right. I'm not trying to throw that out there. Right. But, you know, we're talking about the back half of the draft here. There were still three more college juniors and still a college senior that was drafted throughout that. So, I mean, that's 21 guys. You know what I mean? Those guys that are in the back half, we'll start paying attention to them when they start turning our heads. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that to say they're not important. I'm saying that to say they're going to have to increase their their prospect value via playing the games. Right. So overall, just looking at the top, really the top four players were, they all should have went in the first round. Only one of them did. Yeah. So, and the fact that he's 2 million under means we're, we have a really good shot of signing all four of them, making this in all of the guys who know what they're talking about or, all of the writers who know what they're talking about have said, best draft, Pirates. Yeah. And I'll say this, just to say, this isn't a big thing. Probably the last thing I think we're going to say about the about the draft. Um, the Pirates had the number one overall pick. They did only have one com- compensation pick. Sometimes, like, like, the Reds had two round one picks plus a compensation pick. Like, they had a really good draft, too. Mm-hmm. but the Pirates had the number one overall pick, and they had the most money as far as their pool. They had the most money to spend. So it's not surprising that they had the best draft. However, they didn't miss, at least in whatever, you know, you don't know who's going to make it and who's not from this right. point on, but right. they did well. For all mm-hmm. the people that do the rankings and all of that, they did as good of a job as you could possibly do with all the people who know what they're talking about. Yep. Which means 
they get the credit for having the best draft. So with that said, once again, we're talking prospects. There's a reason we call them that. They're not all-stars yet. They've got to put in the work. Right. But you uh, you brought this Bleacher Report article to me, ranking the farm systems. So mm-hmm. this is not just this draft, but after this draft, what did it do to the farm system of the Pirates? Do you know where they were, according to this? Uh, according to this, they did not give their previous. But they... Um, when I was looking this up again, I didn't save it the first time and it looked like it was after last year's draft and I believe they were 11th or 12th and they jumped this year to number five. That's outrageous. Now consider that there's also some things that have changed that, uh, that have happened as far as like guys developing and, Quinn mm-hmm. Priester booming after the, after the uh, the twenty twenty, uh, what do you call that, alternate camp thing, whatever they called that, you know what I mean. So he right. boosted his value a lot. So it's not just oh drafting Henry Davis takes us from eleven at eleven to five. No, it's these top four guys, but it's also how some of these guys have improved and increased their their value. Guys like. Uh, Quinn Priester and you know there was a few guys that kind of really increased over that course of of last sure. year yeah so yeah good draft by the Pirates I thought it was everything that we would want it to be I, even though I would have wanted Jack Leiter after seeing what happened the rest of the way if we sign all four of those guys then I agree a hundred percent with not drafting Leiter no matter what he turns out to be Right. We know we have a good bat in Henry Davis and three like potential high ceiling guys. You yep. know what I mean? Below him. So I I think it's good. Well now, done, Sherrington. Well done. Well done for the second time. And I know that like last year it was a little bit different because you were playing a little bit. They had the seventh overall pick. You're playing a little bit with who falls, who who's still there. The fact that he got Nick Gonzalez was just as much a result of the first six teams passing on him as it was him picking right. him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought that was – I thought that he's he's really done a good job. And he drafted two catchers, uh, two college catchers in this draft, the San Diego State uh, kid in the seventh round and Henry Davis. So you get a couple catchers. We, we know catching depth is bad, so – that's good. And the yeah. fact that they're college guys means that they could not spend that much time in the lower ranks. And now we're going to have three catchers in their early 20s going into next season. Gives you a little bit of competition, a little bit to play for. They're going to be on the same path with these two guys and Andy Rodriguez. So that does make it uh, really interesting. So, yeah, um, yeah. Let's move on to our next thing. We're about halfway through the episode here, or a little more. We're getting into the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. And we know what this team's about. We know that we're going to lose games. We had our, our beginning of the year predictions. and You know what? We didn't sit down and do. We should do it before the next episode. And I know it's a little bit late now. We probably should have done it over the break. But I think it'd be interesting to do a follow-up prediction of what we think is going to happen. Because we're basically wrong. And that's what predictions yeah. are. I mean, predictions have a better chance of being wrong than they do of being right, I think, for, for when it comes to baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you start talking specifics and all that stuff. Um, but we'll have to revisit what our early predictions were and make new ones for next week. I think that'd be interesting. Um, yeah. With that said, uh, the Pirates, we both had under 100 losses. Mm-hmm. Do we were you both s- in the 90s. We're both in the 90s. Do you still agree with that? I'll give you the first shot. Do we, and I'm not even talking about, don't give me a record. Do we lose 100 games? It's looking more and more that way. (laughs) I'll give you the short answer. I know you're trying to be good. Yes, we will probably lose 100 100 games. And the reason we say that is we're on pace to lose like one less than that right now. Yeah. So with a win today, which we're only winning by one, 
our winning percentage goes to 397. With a loss today, it goes to 387. The projection on those losses is if we win today, it's 97 to 98 losses. And if we lose today, it's 99 losses, which means that you and I are at least in the clear. If everything goes exactly the way that it's going right now, we will not lose 100 games. Right. However, the guy up to bat as we're recording right now is Adam Frazier. And I just don't know how long he's going to be at bat for the Pirates. Does right. he make that much of a difference? I mean, he sets the table. He sets the table. He's your leadoff. He has to be replaced by somebody not doing right. as well as him. And you're forcing somebody else to hit in a spot that's harder to hit in. Adam Frazier's doing what he's doing from the leadoff spot, which makes it harder. Right. In my opinion. I think it's harder I, to be a leadoff than it is to be to do what he's doing. He's just getting hits, right? Right. He's not hitting bombs. There's, yeah, there's, you don't worry about protection. You don't worry, you know, they're going at you. They do not want to walk you. So right. he sees a lot of pitches and just, just gets a three Oh base hit to left field right there. That's all three, one, three, one. Thank you. 3-1 base yeah, they, hit. To, they threw the one down the middle. <laughs> 3-1 base hit to left field. And he's now got the best batting average in the National League, as well as the major league leading hits. He might not after today's game. and That was his first hit, his fifth at bat. Okay. So maybe not. But still. But still. The point is, he's probably getting dealt. Yeah. Um, and and we've, his, talked about, we've talked about all that before. I don't really want to get into, like, there is value if we keep him. They're, they're not going right. to trade him just to trade him. They're no, going to need to get, get a return package. because they still yeah. got the offseason to do it again. So right. they could always and they, do that. Like you said, like you said, they have the option to keep him too and let him walk. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Sheridan's going to be picky. I think he's going to have, I'm going to, he's going to have to get the right guys, the right pieces yeah. in order to let him go. He's not just going to give him away. But if he doesn't get traded in July here, he's going in the offseason. I think he lowers the how much he's asking for because right now I think it'd be awful hard to get rid of him in the lineup. But in the offseason, yeah. once you start the season without him, it's not, you know what I mean? You're just going to do what right. you're going to do. But anyway, um, with that said, with Frazier on the way out and us teetering right around, we're doing well in the last so many games. But, mm -hmm. but we've had way too many streaks of 7 to 10 losses that we're going to do it again. We're probably we're probably getting there. But if you're watching these games right now, we just played the clip of a walk-off grand slam. They were down 6 nothing with two innings left. Super easy to just say, "Nah, we lost this game." Yeah. And that goes for the players and their effort. That goes for the coaches and and making decisions or how they even go about the rest of that game. Right. So why is this important? Because if if you just in a in a in a big picture say, well, this team's gonna lose over hundred games, they're garbage. Okay. That's that's fair, but it's not a lose all hope type thing. I still like watching them. I think they're still doing I, <laughs> to be honest with you, I there was a there was a tweet they showed on air where a guy said something like I've been watching baseball for 35 years or something like that. And I've never seen a season where a team has had so many uh, bizarre things happen in one year. And some of those are good <laughs> and some of those are bad. Right. We've yeah. already talked about Will Craig in this episode. You know what right. I mean? And we've just, I mean, just absolutely things bizarre things. Like the, the, the little dribbler today. Yeah. Like things just there's just bizarre things are happening. No, it's this absolutely year. bizarre. Jacob Stallings yeah. hitting the hitting the grand slam, the walk off grand slam. He's got two mm -hmm. walk off homers, but also coming back from a six nothing deficit in the eighth inning. What was the statistic? Is that this season three hundred and fourteen and oh this year yeah. teams? Yep, teams that are are winning by six runs going into the eighth inning are three hundred and fourteen and oh until Saturday. Right. 
314 and one. And it, we just happen to be that team. Right. You know what I mean? We just happen to be that team. And then wasn't it, wasn't it earlier this year? Like, uh, people getting thrown out for running down first base. Yeah. In fair territory. Yeah. Like just these random, like it hasn't been called. Like they don't call that call. No. And all of a sudden it's, I don't know. I've never had to have the discussion or the thought or uttered the words. If you want me to run in foul territory, going down the line, then put the base in foul territory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. It's absolutely stupid that your last step, if you go into fair territory on your last step, you can be called out when you're the bag is in fair territory. Right. Anyway, you're right. A lot of weird things this year. A lot of crazy, like the fact that you are a team on pace to lose 100 games and you had two starters in the All-Star game who were deserving. Right. <laughs> it's outrageous. It's crazy. It's outrageous. Yeah, weird year. They've, they have not been not fun to watch. Now, there have been games that have been not fun to watch. Or how 100%. about John Nagowski? I mean, we had this yeah. discussion like, if you don't know if you don't know who that is, don't worry about it. He won't be here that long. And then the dude has absolutely just lit it up since he's been here. Yeah. And it's... Is he eight? Well, it was going into today like 18 of 40-something? 18 of like, 37. And there... <laughs> yeah. There was a tweet from uh, Steelo City. It said, John Nagowski is 18 for 37 as a pirate and wears number 69. You got to wonder if we're living in some teenager's road to the show save file. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. Like, how in the world is this guy going to show up? He got what? Not Did he even get in that bat with St. Louis this year? Maybe. I have no idea. No idea. I think he got in that bat. I think that was about it. But he just comes here and, I mean, not only is he doing very good, but he's starting fights and I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's It's been bizarre. It's it, it, it really has been. A lot of weird things. Max Kranick going perfect in five innings. The rains come. Right. He just gets this perfect outing. And you, and then you have Will Crow, who's up to like thirteen starts or whatever, and it took him nine to get his first win. Cranick comes up and says, "Like, why are you waiting? This is easy." <laughs> I I don't know. Really crazy year, and it. I have a feeling it's it's going to continue to be like this because these guys are fighting. Yeah, because they're trying to win games at all costs. I think that's what makes it so good. It also gives us our first possible sign of what we can get from Derek Shelton as a manager. Because a lot of people say, well, how do we feel about him? I mean, okay, well, he had a pandemic season where everything was goofy and weird. Mm -hmm. So let's not judge him based on a 60-game season where he not only didn't have a lot of good players, but it was also a super weird year. And he had a bunch right. of guys who were supposed to be good that were bad. Right. Even though they weren't good enough to win a bunch of games, they were still better than they played. Obviously, Brian Reynolds being uh, example number one. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. But here we are in this season, still a lot of question marks on a lot of positions. Really has only one outfielder uh, with any kind of upside at all. And we're staring at 100 losses right now. And we're looking at it like, yeah, this is probably what's going to happen. We're about to lose our leadoff hitter. And arguably, uh, he's. I mean, I would still say Reynolds is your best player right now, but he's yeah. there. He's up there. You know what I mean? And it would be very easy to just the way that all of us, and I say us just putting a blanket over Pirates fans, uh, if that's not you, uh, you're with me. It's not me either. But where all right. of the Pirates fans – say, I'm done with this team. They stink. Speaking of, uh, Richard Rodriguez just gave up a base hit and a two-run homer. We're losing 7-6. to six. Give him his spider tack back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
boy. Just cheat until you his, get traded. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't do good. That doesn't do good for his trade status, his trade value. That's ugly. Hey, they we did it to them last night, so. Yeah. Overall, guys, we get the series this weekend, but we also get the season series with them because we split two and two with them last weekend, so. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, you know. Hey, who knows? Now we're setting ourselves up to do it again. Michael Conforto <laughs> right. is awesome, though. He's a good player. Anyway, mm-hmm. I think that this shows something. And like I said, with this team that's been here, you know, how do we like Derek Shelton? I don't know. We we don't know until he's got a team. Right. I think this is the first possible sign of of something that you can expect from a guy like this. You're, you, we've had these runs where we're scrapping, and then we come out of those with like a little bit of a run ourselves. That that goes back to the manager. I know the players yeah. got to do it, but, and I say all the time, anybody who says players aren't trying, they're always wrong. Yeah. They're, all, they're almost always wrong. That. You know what I mean? The yeah. players are always trying. There are plays sometimes that players will take off. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, they're trying. But I think it comes down to a manager to motivate his players Regardless, can we win today? Let's not talk about anything else. You know what I mean? And I I think that this is a good sign to say and to show that, yeah, listen, I think this is our first positive, our our first measurable positive thing that we could really, the the key word there is measurable. I think this is a, this is a point for Shelton where we haven't given him a lot of points or taken off a lot of points. Yeah. You feel that's you feel that's there? Like am I yeah. reaching here? That I guess that's my question. Am I reaching here or is there actually something there that we can credit Shelton for? I mean, sure, I mean you can give him credit for that. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it it takes a lot to get your players to to buy in to what you want the clubhouse to look like. I mean, he's he's molding his clubhouse right now. Is it possible to create a winning culture when you're losing games. Because I know Sherrington has his winning culture, and that's he's trying to make the minor league teams good so that they can come up winning, 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 winning. And when they get to the majors, all they're going to think about is winning. Right. But can you do it when you're, if you say you have a season where you lose 105 games? I mean, it's no. it, it would be hard. No, you can't. You can't. You can't emulate that. No. But you can get the guys to buy into hey if we if we can get to that magic number of four runs we're going to win more games than we lose that is like a philosophy that you can get your guys to buy in hey guys let's just scrap four runs today yeah let's do this four runs we can get four runs and then you go to your pitchers and say they got you four runs keep yeah. keep them under four <laughs> yeah right and that's why the quality start goes to three runs, right? Mm-hmm. No, nah, but I mean, there are things you can build. You cannot emulate. There hold are on, that hold you on, cannot hold on. emulate. Hold on. Okay. So you said something about emulate, and then it went. Oh, 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 oh. oh wow! But you cannot emulate a winning culture. Yeah. Yeah, you can't fake it's it. It's just. You you have to win. So to when you that. say when you say what he wants the clubhouse to be, I mean that felt like culture. But you're you were speaking of not necessarily like a winning you're, culture. I'm, not not necessarily like the winning culture, but the culture you can you can get the culture of the clubhouse to be positive and uplifting. And, I got you. You know, hey guys, it's rough right now. But let's not tear each other down. Let's not let's not make it worse than it is. Let's just see if we can be a little bit better. Yeah, I mean the easy than answer the day to before. The, yeah. The easy answer to that is is let's worry about today's game. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's easier said than done. Hundred percent. I think it yeah. And I think if that is the case, if he is playing a part in that, and I'm sure there's leaders on the team that are also playing a part in that, because you need that as well. Yeah. But I think that um, I think I think this is just the first thing that we can say. 
hey, I'm going to tip my cap to Shelton here. This team's trying. Yeah, he's keeping he's keeping the the fight in the clubhouse. Like, no matter drive, what happens on share, yeah, the drive. No matter what happens on Sherrington's side of the ball, those twenty six guys in that dugout, give you know, plus whoever else is there, and the coaches mm-hmm. and all of that, they still have to go to work and say, I don't care what the organization wants to do in five years or in three right. years. I don't care. I only care about today because I'm not going to be here. I mean, like, you know, half of them are going to say, I'm not going to be here when this team's good. So I've got to do what I can to make sure that I can have a job. Or maybe you want a piece of that and you want them to keep you. So you, you you know, that drives you. Yeah. Either way. I, I just, I think to me, that's my take on this. I give a kudos to Shelton. They're playing hard. They're keeping themselves in games, and yep. I, I'm going to say that's the first sign of, hey, maybe we do have a good manager on our hands. I don't care what his record's been. You can't win with a, you know, with a group of guys that have – I mean, it's been a merry-go-round of players. We talked about it earlier with all the just injuries and stuff, but it's not only been injuries, but we're playing with guys that – we keep claiming off waivers or this weird Nagowski trade. I mean, we got Ben Gamble up to bat right now, who just it's just a waiver claim. Kai Tom, Fowler, Alfred. I mean, it's just been a myriad of let's see what mm-hmm. we can get out of this guy. And I mean, you could even go back to the non rosters of Wilmer Defoe and Brian Goodwin. And you know what I mean? Like it's just been all over the place. And now yeah. in our minor leagues right now, we got Shelby Miller, D Strange Gordon. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. So win with that group of guys and you become a lord. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's just not but what can you do with them? You know what I mean? And he's showing, I mean, here right. we, you know, th- this weekend, the the fight, the the different things and whatever he's got, it, it's just it keeps showing up. They're never out of a game. No. I just really feel like they're not. They, 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 you know, coming coming from behind. And a lot of times they, they don't come back, but not out of a lack of effort or not out of a lack of, you know what I mean? Maybe just, yeah. oh, it's too many runs. Or maybe they continue to give up runs. Or, you know what I mean? They right. still go up there and they, they scrap and, you know. I mean, just example i mean ben gamble comes up and we just gave up the lead six pitches in this first at bat already yeah and it's the, the at bat's still going so he got walked you know i mean he's he's fighting drew drew a seven pitch walk to bring up nagowski right it's hilarious i would like to sit here and wait for this at bat to end however it would be a very boring pod if you guys had to sit and listen to us narrate a game that happened yesterday <laughs> by the time right, you listened to this right. or two days yeah. ago so instead of calling play-by-play for something that happened in the past we are going to take a break watch the end of this game and then we'll chime in for our last uh our little closing thought here so uh when next time you hear me talk it'll be in the future for me but everything's in the past for you <laughs> All right, we're back. They lost. <laughs> they did not. <laughs> Trevor May came in, got the save. And so we lost that one. Still won the series. Won the season series against the Mets. That's pretty good. Um, three against the Diamondbacks, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Day off Thursday. Three against the Giants. A lot of late nights. So, you know, if you don't feel like staying up late, you don't get to see the highlights, maybe we'll let you know if something crazy happened. But yeah. anything else? We just got to get two out of three against the Diamondbacks. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, we're sitting here. Uh, yeah, there We've are been talking teams. too much, haven't we? Yeah. There are worse. But, uh, I mean, they're not. No team's a rollover team. I'm sorry. I don't care what your record nope. is. Nobody's a rollover team. Don't take them. Don't think that we just automatically should go out there and sweep the Diamondbacks. It's not the case. No, it's, it's never that easy. with. You know, the Mets are winning the division. The Pirates are in the tank. We just won the season series against them. Yep. Doesn't matter. 
day to day. Yeah. But being day to day, let's let's go out there and get a series win. Yeah, I think that's big. And then the Giants who are in first place, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh here's what I will say. The the Cubs we 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 think down year, right? I mean, they yeah. just got to 500 by beating the Diamondbacks twice. They're playing right now, but the Cubs are looking to sweep the Diamondbacks in three games after the All-Star break. So, what stinks is eventually they've got to eventually they've got to win. And right. we're going to Arizona. So, we do get three more with them in August. So, hopefully it's a season series kind of thing and they're coming to our place in August, but either way, you're right. We should take two out of three from Arizona just to, so that we don't have to uh, cancel next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are playing out there. They do have to play the Giants and the Dodgers. You know what I mean? They yep. got a rough schedule. So. No, no, no. Let's not make a case now. It's too late. It's too late. The Diamondbacks are worse than the Pirates. <laughs> Period. They are. It still doesn't matter on a three-game series. No. Anybody can win. Yep. The best team doesn't always win in baseball. And that goes to a game, that goes to a series, that goes to a World Series. The best team, actually, probably half the time, if that, wins the World Series. Yeah. But anyway, they still win the trophy. And that's all we have for today. No trophies here for us. We don't no. win trophies. No. No. All right, man. Let's go, Bucks. All right. Let's go, Bucks. So you said something about emulate and then it went. Uh, 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 uh.